So I wonder, we're going to talk today about loving God. Can you, can you love God? Can you love him with all your heart, all your mind, and all your soul? Even when you're bowling, you're out there fishing, is that all you're thinking about is God, right? No matter what you're doing, are you loving God at that very moment with all of your heart? I mean, all of your mind and all of your soul. I want you to think about that. It's a pretty big kind of love. It sounds like agape love, something that probably only God possesses. What about your neighbor? And you know what neighbor I'm talking about. What about that neighbor that's not so nice to you? Maybe he's called the police on you because your fence was a little bit on his property and he had to spend $2,000 to move it. Man, I mean, you know, there, there are some neighbors that aren't so nice. I'm not talking about your friendly neighborhood Spider-Man neighbor who's, hey, buddy, how you doing? Good to see you. We can all love them. But can you love that really nasty, mean neighbor, right? In Matthew chapter 22, verse 37 and 40 through 40, he says, love God with all your heart strength and mind and love your neighbor as you love yourself and these two commands are all uh, all the law and the prophets so this kind of this gets a little bit tricky i think and it catches a lot of people off guard these verses are quoting commands that are found in the law and if we're not careful sometimes uh, we can think these are new commands that are applicable to Christians under the new covenant. But to see the context of this verse that I just cited, I would ask you to rewind just one verse and read Matthew chapter 22, verse 36. He says, they were asking Jesus, what is the greatest commandment in the law? So some people may think they're hitting a home run, right? They're loving God with every ounce of their heart and their mind and their strength, right? They're just really doing good, pounding their chest. As humans, I can promise you this, we are falling short. And I'm pretty confident that, wow, listen, some of us are absolutely better at loving God with our, most of our heart. In our minds and strength, and we're really good at loving our neighbors. I would su uh, submit to you that we all fall short. No one will be found righteous uh, by any commandment found in the law. And we're definitely naive if we think we're doing really good at loving God with all of our heart. And let alone, by the way, if we're really loving our not so nice neighbors. But I want to point out that later on in all of this, Jesus comes along and he says this. He says, a new commandment I give you, not an old one, not a not the old one plus, you know, combined with this new commandment. They're not being meshed together. It's a new command. Right. He says, believe in the son and love others as I have loved you. Yes. So this is what, this is more of a, instead of I'm going to forgive you if you forgive others, I'm going to love you if you love others. It's more of a pass it on, right? Love others just as Christ has loved you. Listen, yes, in a sense, both of these commands would be wrapped up 
in love. But one you can actually do, and the other one you can just do your best at, right? I know it may seem like semantics, but that slight difference in being commanded to love with every ounce of your heart, mind, and soul, um, or in all your strength, it's indeed different than being asked to love one another as Jesus loves us. Under the law, you will get as much love from God as you can muster up and, and give to other people. Under the law, if you do not forgive others, you will not be forgiven, right? It will not be forgiven. And under grace, it completely flips upside down, right? It flips upside down. God says, forgive others just as I have forgiven you. So it's a passing it on theology. The old is you get what you deserve. The new is, hey, you're not getting what you deserve. And let that be an example for you to pass it on. Forgive others that don't deserve to be forgiven. Not a commandment, not a threat, not you better. It's simple. God has already done this for you. There is no punishment if you fail to do this. This is just something that God is saying, listen, it's good. It's good wisdom. It's good for you. Love others. Love me. But there's no punishment when you fall short. And here's the thing. You do and you will. God loves you always. Even when you're not doing so good at loving that mean, nasty neighbor, even when you're not doing so good at loving God with all your heart, you've got something that is founded on far better hopes, far better promises, because your reward is not found in your human effort and your ability to love perfectly, but rather it is found in Jesus. Two covenants, right? There's an old one and there is a new one. One of them you cannot do. And the other, you can do. God will turn his back on you if you don't do the old one perfectly. The other one comes with a, the newer one comes with a promise that God will not turn his back on you. He'll never leave you. He'll never forsake you. He promises to always be there. And that promise doesn't disappear um, when you're not doing so good at loving God with all of your heart or loving that mean neighbor. So the takeaway is yes, love God. Are you kidding me? If you're hearing me say something different, you're not hearing my message. How could you not love God? Love your neighbor. There's nothing to gain by hating them. I know that. Um, we don't want to encourage you to do differently. But we do want you to know that these commands that I read to you today are not threats, right? They're not they're not threats like thou better or else, or else I will not listen to you. I won't hear your prayers. I will turn your my back on you. I will uh, not bless you, um, whatever. All this stuff is crazy. These were commands found only in the law and they were given to Jewish people, right? So again, in closing, yes, love God, love your neighbor, but you're not able to love God with all your heart, mind, and strength, and you're not able to perfectly love your neighbor. You can do your very best, but those were commandments under the law. And remember, you indeed are free from the law. You are not under the law, right? The Jesus is the end of the law for all who believe. So what do you do if you're not under the law? How about trust Jesus? How about trust him to guide you and lead you and counsel you and grow you? Strangely enough, my friend, 
He's not going to lead you to sin. He's not going to lead you to lawlessness. You don't have to be worried about getting these uh, threatening messages from the pulpit that are de designed to intimidate and scare you. You do not need the law. You need Christ only. As always, guys, if you like this, uh, please be sure to comment, share, or like below. God bless you all.